Hello, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies. Hi. I think it's time to um, switch things up a little bit. Our timing in at this time of 2020, the month, the spring of 2020, has been heavy, no doubt. A nice way to change things up, I feel, is to get a little, um, shall we say, sexy. When I think of relationships, and as most people do probably, they think in terms of your intrapersonals and interpersonals, you know, uh, whether you are someone's daughter or, or son or brother, siblings. Um, and there's, of course, the love relationship, the intimate relationships. And our topic, and I think I'd like to keep this going as much as possible, we'll be exploring various ways to love, to express love, to express sexuality, and into me see what the fuckery is. Submissive. Well, we're about to find out. I'm Nadej August, your host. If this is your first time, welcome. And here's what you can expect. What the Fockery is a podcast about the things we hear about but don't know enough about. A series of conversations dedicated to hearing firsthand from the very people whose lifestyle, truths, experiences, or concepts we struggle with understanding. The very things we should know about but are afraid to discuss. Our subjects and topics may or may not be mainstream, but our guests and sometimes experts are in it, living their truths whether we accept them or not. And if in that process we manage to bring clarity to you, dear listener, then thank you for being curious, open, and willing. In that vein today, my guest is Hakua, just Hakua, who is a journey coach in her lay life witchy, self-described, and an alchemist, a fascinating, gorgeous soul, and a woman sitting across from me. Uh, yeah, I am kind of breaking the social distancing, although we are technically six feet apart. Wouldn't you say, Hakua? I would. (laughs) Hakua. Yes. First of all, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for being here with us and you are going to teach us lots. So this is fascinating. Would you please explain what is a submissive? Well, um, a submissive is one who searches for a dominant male or a dominant female. Um, somebody who is willing to submit to a master or a sir. Um, by doing most of the things that he requires um, or asks about. Um, Would that be in the room or out of the room? It is both. Um, really? Depending on 
um, the level of which you want to dive into a relationship. Um, a master would be something that would be 24-7, depending on how you set it up. Um, a sir could be something just in the bedroom and you do what you want all the other times. What does that mean when you say sir? Um, well, I think sir is a term of respect for oh, your, as in, your dominant. Oh, right. sir, and, and for a woman, it would, it would be, be madame. Madame, okay. Mm-hmm, right. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so how does one even seek out a relationship like that? How do you find a dom if you are a sub? And if you're a, a dom, how do you find a sub? Well, there's definitely plenty of online stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Um, dating apps. Um, specifically for Specifically for, for BDSM, yes. Or you could frequent a club or you can just get really lucky and you know, um, will one into your life. <laughs> That's or, where the witchy stuff comes the in. The witchy stuff comes in. <laughs> or in, in my particular case, the current relationship that I'm in now, um, it, we are creating it as we go along. So I was lucky enough to have somebody who was very open to the ideas, um, things that I liked and desired, and has come to my side and has entertained me in so many ways. And we are now developing and creating something that really works for the both of us. So when you said um, this relationship, did it start as a relationship and you eventually opened up and said, I'd like this? Or No, um, I feel as though I was born with these tendencies. And the last three, four years, I've really been able to fully express them. I've been in a couple of relationships where I was able to just dive right into everything that I've been desiring. And after I've had those experiences, I realized going forward dating that I would not date anybody outside of the BDSM community. So I was very upfront with my current partner. Um, I said I only date in this realm and he seemed very open in a lot of other ways. So I decided to give it a chance. Would you please tell us when you say BDSM, what what are those acronyms for? It is bondage. Oh my gosh. These for dominant <laughs> Yes, yes. And the M would be, oh, masochist? Yes, thank and you. S would be sadist. Sadist. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank okay. you for that. No, that's fine. Um, so do, do you happen to know what, uh, what the B and the bondage and the D, a little bit of? Well, bondage can be anything from ropes, um, restraints, um, you know, time, com- compromising positions mm-hmm. would be um, bondage. Um, somebody who is a masochist would be the person who is willing to be tied up or tied down or um, spanked or corporal punishment is um, common or any of the kinks that people might desire. Um, Sadism or sadistic is um, can be a range. I mean, every dominant it has their own flavor. Um, some can be more aggressive or a little, um, push your boundaries a little bit more. Some could be softer. I think it all just depends. Um, but really what it comes down to is the submissive is dictating what's going to happen in a session or in the relationship. The submissive? The submissive is the one in control. Even though the dynamic is the dom is dominant in the situation, there's nothing going on that the submissive would not allow or has agreed to. So in essence, she is dictating the experience. When did you 
discover this about yourself? Like, how does, do you wait? Like, you know how, I know in, with, with sex, there are certain things that you discover that, that give you pleasure and, and you sort of gravitate towards that or request that. Right. How did you discover that that is a subculture that you probably fit into? I think I came out of the womb this way. Um, these, before I was um, sexual as a teenager, these were some of the fantasies that I was having. Was, I was always drawn to a little bit of um, darker things. I was always, at a very young age, watching vampire movies and finding it very sexy. Or um, I was very much into horror movies and things that just weren't so mainstream. And I found them arousing. And so when I did become sexually active, I was asking to be tied up at a very young age. It was something that um, I just had an inclination for and I was curious about. And I didn't understand it at the time at a young age. I, it was just something I was innately drawn to and wanted to be in these types of situations. So when you request to be tied up, Mm-hmm. Paint this scenario. <laughs> no, no, no. This, this is very good, and thank you for being so forthright and honest with us. This mm-hmm. is very helpful because um, you may actually, someone who's listening may finally find the permission to live this part of who they are, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Um, were you with people who were about your same age? How do you ask? Yes, I mean, these were first boyfriends who had no clue. At about you know, how, and, what age? Um, young, you know, like, 18, 19 years old. Um, yeah. And, and you would say what? Or tie me up, please. With a tie or with a rope? Um, with ropes would be the preference. Um, yeah, I, I wanted to be tied up at a very young age. And like I said, I didn't fully understand it. It was just what was um, what I was drawn to. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, um, at the time, I mean, my boyfriends were very inexperienced, and you know that wasn't their bag. So there were certainly situations where you know they kind of fumbled around. Um, and as I got older, I had a relationship with somebody who was open to that and did know how to tie ropes and would put me in those situations. And I slid right into that very, very comfortably. And I knew, okay, this is what really um, serves me, serves my soul, my my sexuality. This is where um, I can be fully expressive. How did you find your community? Through this person who had who was no, not at all. Um, I was actually in a very vanilla relationship for over twenty five years, and I was not able to express myself sexually. I always had these desires, but they were never fulfilled. And um, had you asked, or were, I had asked, and it just wasn't his thing. He didn't want to understand it, or um, you or know, even try, or even try. No. So I, you know, stayed in that situation a little bit longer than I should have. But when I finally freed myself up, I had met um, my first master, my first and only master. And he taught me so much about the dynamic. And I just took to it like a duck to water. Um, It was somebody that I actually met online. And we didn't even meet until like three months later. But it was his language that he used around the way he would manipulate situations or dominate me um, in certain aspects um, that, yeah, I went, wow, this is 
what I've been looking for and I didn't know it it just kind of dropped in my lap I didn't expect this person to be this magnitude and it really opened up what it was already inside me that I had not fully been engaging in with the you said this person was your first and only master is yes. there a difference between a master and someone who dominates yes um, a master would be somebody that you're fully submitted to you're gonna do what he requests um, when he requests it with very little questions asked um, we actually drew up a contract and we had everything pretty plain in the contract about um, how I was to be obedient to him and um, there were some clauses if there was something that I couldn't do um, there was terminology that I can use with him to be excused from a task that he might give me um, but but the majority of the time I would be in compliance mm. and for me that's very arousing is it yes it is <laughs> it's interesting um, because all right how do you operate in your life outside of these intimate relationships mm -hmm. are you also submissive well i've actually been told i'm an alpha sub meaning um in all other aspects of my life i'm very controlling i run my own businesses i run my own life i've never been married i have no kids you know I've, i'm very um independent and i can take care You're of myself in this dream i <laughs> Until, until, until it's brown to brown exactly, exactly, until it's the complete opposite. <laughs> um, yeah, so in my life, that's how I run it. But in my intimacy, that's not what is arousing to me. I want to be submitted to my partner. I want the partner to take control. Um, I like being in a situation where I don't have to think anymore. I can just exist and be and swim around in that space. It's just really a freeing type of feeling that I get that I can be in a trusted situation where I'm trusting that person because this type of dynamic takes trust more than anything. I can imagine. Yeah. So once you're comfortable in that space, anything can happen and it's a really, really beautiful relationship. For me anyways, that's what I find in it. There's a, a freedom in it, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because in essence, you're not free, you can be owned, but there's a freedom for me in, in having an owner. With that sort of dynamic, does the spontaneity of sex get taken out? I don't know why, but I imagine there's a whole slew of, of um, accessories that have to get pulled out. And, and you know, like, are you able to just like spontaneously have sex and it doesn't necessarily have to involve any kind of bondage? Or... No, it doesn't. Um, it could be whatever you want to make it. That's what the beauty of this dynamic is. Um, you know, I could appreciate corporal punishment or we could have sex um you know it, it's open and it all depends on the couple you know what those two desire um what's going on for them for me i like a little bit of a balance but i would say i lean more towards um as foreplay corporal punishment can I ask you for specific things that you consider corporal punishment? Mm, because you don't look bruised to me. <laughs> well, generally it would be on my ass. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind a good little smack in my ass yeah, too, but yeah. I imagine um, it's not just a little tap. No, I like my boundaries to be pushed. 
Um, I like to be in a space. Well, basically, corporal punishment for me puts me in a headspace, which is termed subspace. And I'm a little bit of a junkie for subspace. I like swimming around in this area. It's a space where I can be in where I'm no longer connected to this dimension. I'm in another space and time where I'm not really thinking about the day-to-day dailies of the life. I'm now in this beautiful, lovely space where I just feel free and delicious and um, I it's desire it. It's a little it. like escaping, would you It say? is a little like escaping. It's definitely an altered state of conscious. Um, and I enjoy being in altered states and, um, getting a hard spanking puts me in an altered state and it helps me to not only be in an altered state, but it helps me to relax. Um, there's something about it that's a release for me. And afterwards in this altered state, I'm, I'm relaxed, I'm calm, I feel free. I just feel released from all of my daily life stuff. This is a space for me to come into and be fully surrendered and and have a beautiful experience, be in a subspace. And, you know, when it's over, you get a ton of like really beautiful affection from your sir, your master. That's kind of how it works. after a session, if a session has been really intense and you're a little bit broken from it, like um, tears or, you know, your ass is sore and you can't sit and there's things like that going on, um, your dominant will come and scoop you up and hug you and hold you and kiss you and tell you how good you were and give you praise and be proud of you. And it's just, it's really intimate. Do you how do you find a dominant who's able to do all of that? Is it because they they are uh, in that space themselves? They are trained. They read up on it. How do you even know how to do something like that? I think all the above. Okay. Yeah. Um, in my current situation, like I had mentioned, we are creating this together. So with him, um, this really wasn't his world before we came together. And I've been really honest and open with him and um, sharing what my desires are. And he has met those and is interested in in doing more. Um, We have a really beautiful dynamic now where we're finding the balance in between what I desire and what he desires. And I am in service to him in so many ways as he's in service to me in the things that I'm desiring. So it's definitely... Um, it's beautiful the exchange of what's happening and in this type of relationship the communication can also be different because there needs to be so much trust that you know to bend over and let somebody spank you until your bottom is black and blue and you can't sit for days you have to trust that person so there's just different ways of communication that's happening within that trust Um, I really enjoy keeping a journal and I enjoy having um, um, my my sir or my master having access to that journal. I enjoy being given a task after a session. Um, if you're in an altered state and you're feeling, oh, I can't even speak right now, um, I enjoy having a task being sent home with a task. I want you to write about our session. What was good for you? What wasn't good for you? What would you like me to do more of? Um, well, you know, Any of those questions or how are you feeling about this or that? And I feel like it's such a beautiful space to 
go home and think about your sir and and write about you know how much you love him or how much you want him or how much other things that you want and then share it in that space so it opens up all kinds of communication in a different way right so you just described task like an example of a task that was given to you Mm -hmm. what are what are some of the most outrageous tasks you were ever assigned (laughs) wow an outrageous task um well, I've had to spank my own bottom if I misbehave, and that was something that I wasn't really interested in doing. Um, so that was a little outrageous for me. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to have okay, a visual this is, this of is pretty, your own bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah with, yeah, a, with a paddle. Like yeah, it wasn't fun. Um, I, uh, oh, this is really personal. I had a hook up my ass one time that was really... Um, scared me um the gentleman i was dating at the time would always tease me about it i have this for you i have this for you and so we were in a session and he decided to use it and um i submitted to that space i allowed it to happen but it was really difficult for me because um i was a little bit scared of it but i that's the beauty of the dynamic like you can have a fear and your your man your sir can can um relax you into a space because of the trust that's going on between one another and the 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 feeling of wanting to please and surrender is also in the mix so as a sub you're wanting to please your your dominant and your dominant is wanting to do things to you that please him and please you as well so there's just this mesh of synergy. synergy. Yeah, it's like yeah. every relationship that works. Right. Except this is a way of express expressing sexuality, albeit van- non-vanilla. Non-vanilla. <laughs> it's non-vanilla. I mean, what's the other extreme of vanilla? Chocolate? I, I mean, like, um, no, I have what no idea. I, I think it's just because vanilla is so plain. Poor vanilla. Right, vanilla like gets it, a bad it rap. Would be more like Neapolitan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Lots of different uh, shades there. Right, right. Um, can you share with us if someone? Okay, is this something that someone can just go? Oh, let me try it. Maybe I'd be into it. Or do you have to have some kind of uh, assurance that that is something you're into? in order to be safe. Now I'm going into that space of someone who's just curious. Right. So as as a submissive, you mean? Yes. Um, I think that you would have to be really open sexually and be in a space where you trust the person who may take you there. Um, I think if trust and openness is there, then it's just a matter of figuring out what you like. Because it doesn't necessarily have to be a spanking. I mean, for me, it's more the language um, that a dom uses. I mean, the the gentleman who was my master, we never met. And I, I fell in love with him, and we met three months later. It was always his language, his tone, the things that he said to me, the way he'd get me to do things that I didn't want to do, and how physically excited I was just by his language. Was the language dominant very dominant stern it could be stern i like strict that is definitely my style right yes 
I, I've got to ask you, growing up, were you punished corporally? Mm, not Spanked so much. Or... Yeah, I was, um, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't beaten or anything like that. Um, you know, I've read once you're either born heterosexual, gay, or BDSM. Um, this is something that you come into the world with these feelings. Um, I will share something very personal that happened with me recently. Um, I've been desiring to be caged. And this is something that is, whenever I see a cage, I'm like, oh, I, I just want to be in there, you know, and I have fantasies about it. And, you know, I'm looking at porn with it. And, you know, anyway, so I have cage fantasies. Well, um, I recently acquired a cage and I was in there. And once I got in, it was so strangely familiar. I was just so comfortable in there. It felt safe. Um, it felt like a place where I could really let go of the rest of the world and just be with myself and my thoughts. And it was really beautiful. And But what struck me is that, that familiarity that I had. It was like, wow. I've been there I've before. I've been here before. And this is why I've been desiring it. What does that mean? Like, I don't really have any memories of past lives or any connections to that. But in this moment, I did. And it made me question, like, what is really going on with my sexuality? Like, is this something that I brought in from somewhere else, some other time, some other space? And I've just been really desiring to get back into that place because it felt so comfortable and good. When you get this cage, now is this a place that you can go to by yourself and shut the door like a tree house or a dollhouse? Oh, it's an or, actual cage. It's an actual, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an actual cage in your room, but is your partner there too? Yes. Or, okay, and you both get in? And No, no. It's strictly for me. And um, I have requested that um, he gives me something to think about, say a task that he might be difficult for me that I could take some time in my cage and, and think about and that reflect. task and reflect and think about ways that I'm going to serve him. It could be used for punishment. It could be used for... So go to your room. In your case, it's go to your cage. Go to your cage. Um, yeah, you could be in there if you're being punished. You could spend the night in there if, you know, that's what's deemed um, for your punishment. It, it all depends on, on, you know, your dominant and what he sees fit. No, I'd like to go back to the um, what you read once that you're either hetero, homo, or BDSM. BDSM. Do you think that within uh, like a homosexual couple, there can be? Of course, BDSM? of course, of course. Right? Okay, yes, yeah. yeah. I wanted to make sure. Oh like, yes, yes. Can a lesbian couple? Have yes, that of course. Right. I'm just saying people in general. Right. I mean, we're all somewhere on the spectrum, mm-hmm. but I think BDSM is definitely, you know extreme on the spectrum right um when i think of of bdsm i always see think of movie scenes where this it's portrayed and it's usually a man who's being uh dominated and it's usually a very successful man Mm -hmm. who 
cut to he is with someone and he's wearing diapers or a bonnet, baby bonnet. Is that a is that a thing or are movies taking some kind of creative license? It is a thing, actually. It is a thing. thing. Yeah, it's not my thing, but it is definitely a thing. Um, I have been to clubs and I've seen men in their bonnets and their baby outfits and. They have places. Um, I did a little research on it. They have a place in Canada where it's actually a playhouse for man babies to come and they have oversized high chairs and oversized play pens and they can come in and play for a few hours and, you know, rent the oh, space wow. and, yeah, be in their full kink. How clever. Yeah. So, um, do you yeah. know if anyone else that you are genetically related to? Um, does that or is a BDSM as well? Have you into the babies and diapers, no, or no, no, just baby, into just yes, what you do? Yes, there are this several world. people in my family who are. Yes, oh, so yes. you're right. It is pretty much. I don't want to call it genetic. It sounds too blank. I don't know if it would be genetic. I am just very blessed to have a beautiful family. We're all very, very open. Um, and non-judgmental. So we've always been encouraged to express ourselves. Um, and I, um, I have a lot in common with my family. A lot of my cousins were very similar. We like the same music. We dress the same. We're eating the same. So we already have things in common. So it just feels natural for our sexuality to be in common also. Wow. So do you have like open discussions like this? Like you and I are having this conversation. Um, I imagine it's more advanced because you don't have to break things down. For the, like it's not 101, you know, BDSM 101. Well, I, I gotta say I'm, I'm a pretty private person. Um, I do have conversations, but I don't get into details about what I'm doing. Um, my brother is very much into shibari, which is rope tying. It's and like that it, Japanese. It is, oh. yeah, Japanese rope tying. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of his thing. Um, so yeah, we don't exchange intimate details about what we're doing, but we are very aware of our likes. So he's aware of your like as well. Yes, um, we are very similar people. Um, so yes. Yeah. You're not twins. We're not twins, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, but people call us the male and female version of one another. Yeah, and um, if you didn't know us, you would think like we're some kind of odd married couple or something. We just have a very um, beautiful dynamic together, and I love him dearly. So we complete each other's sentences. We do, yeah, yeah. We're very, very close. Um, But I also have, you know, a few cousins who are interested and you know, have dabbled. Um, yeah, I'm going to say about a handful of people in my family are um, on this spectrum. What would you say to people who might judge this as being a sexual perversion? Because, you know, there are people who think anything that's you know, non-vanilla. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, it's an adult pay- playground. And if people are consenting, then I don't see why anybody else would have a problem with what you're doing in your own bedroom. Thank you. I mean, in, and in general, you know, um, nobody's living your life or they're not in the bedroom with you. So I don't see why they would be so concerned about it if everything that I'm doing is consensual. Yeah. I mean, you're not hurting anyone. I'm not hurting anybody. I'm not, you know, coercing anybody to be in this situation. I mean, this is all very consensual. Have you ever swapped roles? A little bit, yes, I have. Yes, Um, and what happened? Oh, I like it. You like being dominant. It's very empowering. Yes, yeah, I enjoy being a switch. I haven't. um, It's called being a switch. It's called being a switch, right? Because you're switching 
yeah. you're switching roles, right? So, um, yeah, I haven't dove super deep into it. I've dabbled a little bit and it's very empowering. And I feel like it's a space where you could show maybe your partner, if he's not so much in the realm, um, what you like. Yeah, it's a say, great opportunity to do tool. that. I mean, exactly. It's a teaching tool, right? That's cool. (laughs) (laughs) The sub and dom relationship, you were telling me before when I was just trying to get a sense of whether I say what the fuckery is a sub versus submissive, you were saying something about a dom versus a sub, a capital D-O-M, how... There's a there's a specific way to write things. Right. Generally, if you are in a, a dominant submissive relationship, if you are writing about it or journaling or you know online, whatever, um, the D is always or your sir or your master is always capitalized, and there'll be a slash and the submissive or whatever pet name you might give your submissive will be in a, a lowercase, showing that where the respect is or you know who's in charge kind of thing. What are some mundane tasks that a dom can request of you? Or is that not something that leaves the bedroom, so to speak? No, I um, love it to leave the bedroom. I, I feel like my personality, I always want to be in service, whether it's in the bedroom or in the home or, you know, making food for somebody. Um, I'm very domestic and I'm, my ideas are very, are traditional. Um, for men and women. So I love to cook for my man, whether I'm in a dominant relationship or not. I love to cook for my man. I like to keep the house tidy. I, I like to be in service. So it can extend to anything that they would need. Now, is it hotter if they ask that you do that? Oh, it's most certainly. And if it's in the language, of course. Um, yeah. What do you mean if it's in the language? It has mm. to be told in a naughty, it's, saucy... It's a, it's a tone. It's not mean, but it's a tone. You know, I want you or, you know, however he's going to pose what he likes you to do. And you could have so much fun in that because if you decide you don't want to do that task or you want to play around a little bit you cannot do it and then be punished for it do you remember the movie secretary yes was that a fair portrayal i think it was i think yes yeah i really do yes um as opposed to 50 shades of gray yeah i thought the secretary was yeah i couldn't even finish watching it i wasn't that yeah i wasn't that interested yeah (laughs) Um, but the secretary I thought was very good. Yeah. 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 They tried to, I, I don't, I, I should go watch it again, but they tried to get into her psychology. And right. To pin it in something that happened, I think, with her brother or someone. In, am I remembering? I don't remember don't that. Remember yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. Right. Were you ever, um, did you ever question whether there was something wrong with you? For having these I still do. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I've really been able to express myself the last three to four years. And some of my desires, I wonder, like, what is wrong with me? Why am I wanting to be in that cage? You know, but once I got in that cage, I was like, you know, freedom. This is, yeah. yeah. So, freedom in a cage. Go freedom figure. in a cage, right? Go figure that. So, you know, I'm, I'm been very fortunate to have such beautiful non-judgmental partners and in the dynamic i've been able to open myself up and really trust and dive into things that i 
I'm desiring. So um, I like I I've picked some beautiful men who well, have given me that space. Yeah, that's lucky. I think. I hope. <laughs> um, what clicked for you three or four years ago? You've said that twice, three to four years yeah. ago. You start to express it more. What happened? Did something, a life event happen? That master that came into my life. Oh, the master was yes, around four years yes, ago. Yes, yes, um, yeah. He he just flew he right into my up. life and opened up my floodgates. Um, you know, as soon as he started using the language, I immediately got submissive. Um, this feeling would come over me. And it was a subspace. I didn't understand it at the time, but I um, just felt as though I had to be in compliance. And every time he spoke to me that way, you know, my panties were soaked. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's going on here? You know, like, I don't want to go do what he said right now. I'm busy. I've got shit going on. I'm not going to stop my life for this. And then, you know... I'm completely aroused by it. And so I scratched my head going, wait a minute, you know, this is opening up something that I already knew was inside of me, but hadn't fully been tapped in. And it hadn't been tapped in psychologically. And what he was doing was playing with me psychologically. And for me, that is the juiciest. I like the mental games. I like the mind fucks. Sex really is mental, by the way. It is, and especially for women, right? We're Very having sex so. here first. Mm -hmm. So if, if there's a language, if there's a tone, if there's all that going on, I'm in. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, penny-dropping moments. I can write a book. Yeah, and it's usually more than just a sexy line. It is, and it, you know... It really is how it's said, too. It's really, yes, it's mm -hmm. how it's said. Um, and, and for me, this space is not really about sex. It's not about penetration. It's not about that. It's about the exchange that you're having with somebody, the trust that you're building, the the surrender that you're giving into, um, you know, opening up yourself, opening up your heart. I mean, I can't have a dominant not be in love with him. There's just no way around it for me, you know, for me to trust that much and open myself up that much. That so you need to be in love in order to I mean, to I don't be, need to be in love. You end up falling in love because someone's up, making you feel good. Exactly. I get that. I exactly. Get that. And, and you're building this connection with them where I could be in a space where I'm holding a space for, for, for my dominant where he could tell me anything. And I'm not going to judge him because my job is to serve him. And my job is to be open to his needs and what he is desiring. How can I fulfill that for him? And in turn, he's providing the same space for me where, you know, it's a safe space where I can talk about my desires. He's interested in fulfilling them. It's, um, it just feels like an entirely different connection than just your average relationship because of these deeper connections you make because you're opening up and into the, the guts of what you really want. What happened to your master? Um, well, he, um, he was married and, um, you know, he was having an affair and, uh, he, we fell in love and he, he left his wife and we were together. 
and it was beautiful for a minute. But um, what came to pass, and pretty quickly, was that the master I fell in love with was his alter ego. And he was so dissatisfied in his home life that this avenue, online relationships, were an outlet for him to express himself because he was very stifled at home. It's what he told me anyways. And so it was an avenue for him to release what was innate with him, what innate with inside him. And so, you know, we fell in love online, basically, and then it grew into more. And But then when it really happened, he got very scared and ran back home. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Went back to his life. It's okay. It really... It all had to happen exactly the way it did. Yeah, it did. Because course. I felt it opened you up for it, something that it you opened had me up. It, you know, I was in that relationship for a very long time where I wasn't really having sex, and so I was feeling undesired, and you know, didn't know where my sexuality was landing, and so he brought so much to the table. He opened this whole world for me. And, you know, help me um, get past this barrier that I had, I had myself in, and to really understand and see a new way of having relationship that I never knew was possible. Um, so it was beautiful. I thank him. I think that I'm so grateful for that opportunity that I had with him. I'm so grateful for him. Have you general. remained friends? Well, I, he, um, <laughs> wow, this is, he, told his wife everything and um we've never had contact since i'm sure that there were a lot of stipulations um, in order for him to get back into the good graces of her that he you know never speak to me again or any of that so no we've not had any contact do you know if he if she and if, if they had that dynamic and no they did not it was it was hidden for him it this is why he had this alter ego and this is the, the alter ego I fell in love with because when he was able to get out of that space and we were really able to be a couple and have this relationship, it wasn't the same. He was really dependent upon me to carry him through this emotional trauma that he had you know, in his marriage. And he had not been happy from what he told me. Um, he had been married for like 27 years and 25 of the years he had been cheating. So, you know, wow. after year two, you know, it, it just didn't work for him, the, the relationship. But, you know, he had obligations and he stayed and, you know, he was very religious and, you know, all this other stuff, too. Oh, so, that religion. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, I've said, say no so, more. Yeah. The minute you said religion, I was lost. Yeah. I got yeah, it. So, I get it. I so get it. it was hard for him to reconcile, you know. Right. Can I be free and do what I want and be in love and, and you know, and no. have my baby girl and, you know. He couldn't. Yeah. He couldn't be in that space. So, you know, one might argue that he isn't living his truth. No, of course not. <laughs> he uh, was completely hiding. Yeah. He had to in that situation. He couldn't live his truth. Yeah. You know, cut to his probably having an affair again. Exactly. Yeah. Chances yeah. are he is. Right. Uh, wow. You can only suppress and repress something, a part of you, for so long. 
Exactly. And and I was in the same situation also because I was in this long-term relationship and I, you know, wasn't really having sex. And the sex I did have like, it was boring. didn't even touch mm. anything that I, I was desiring. So when we came together, we really um, suited each other's needs at the time. We both needed each other at the time. And I think he grew from the experience with me and I grew from the experience with him. So in the end, it was beautiful. Should every woman explore that possibility, or what do you think? I mean, I don't think this lifestyle is for everybody. Um, I, you know, these are just my inclinations. You know, I can't speak for other people what they would like or desire, but I can say that there is a real beauty in trust and surrender and opening up and being in a space where you're not judged and you're not judging the other person, and that you can just have an open line of communication um, about things that you're desiring. Because, you know, fantasies can be just fantasies. They don't have to be reality. So, you know, you can be in a space with your lover um, and hold space for him that he feels that he can trust you to share what he's desiring. Doesn't mean it has to happen or you have to make that happen, but now I know what really turns him on or what he's thinking about. And maybe I can entertain the things that he wants. Because if we have a bond and we're connecting and I trust him, why shouldn't he get everything he desires? And why shouldn't I? Mm -hmm. Are there ever things that you are, this is an absolute no, no? Well, that's interesting. There are some things right now on the table for me that I'm feeling um, struggling around a little bit that my partner is desiring and I'm, things that I've never done before or have entertained before and they're not so much in my realm um, because if it was more my realm um, I'd be yeah okay I can take all the corporal punishment you what are can some give. things that are not in your realm what could be what is being asked um, multiple partners or you know um, swapping things like that which I consider is still vanilla sex Swapping and well, if you're partners? well, if you're engaging in, say, you want to bring another partner in, and it's just sex, then it's just sex. Sure. For me, my foreplay is my corporal punishment, or is being in the cage, or is having a language. So, how do you turn Very that into that. right when you're bringing in maybe another partner? Um, so, trying to find a balance in what he wants and what I want and, and, you know, making that work. Did you ever experiment with the, with these, um, like swapping or other partners? Or? I've not really, I was in that long-term relationship, you know, so I have not really, um, it's been more recent that I'm more open to these ideas now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, again, I think once the trust is there, then I would be open because as a sub, I, I want to um, please please and be in compliance. Yeah. yeah. Conforming to authority uh -huh. at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I have a last question for you. No, actually, I wanted to, you know, again, I want to dispel the stereotypes we have. Mm -hmm. um, so the spanking aspect, I imagine getting spanked um, are you a little girl who's playing a little girl who's getting punished for being bad or? 
Well, I think it would depend on the situation. I don't generally play a little girl. You don't role play. Um, I do role play a little bit, but I wouldn't say that's my role so much. Um, I have been punished for things that I wasn't supposed to do. Um, for example, I was I was dating somebody, and he wanted to have complete control over when I could orgasm, when I can touch myself, like he owned my situation. And um, the language and his talking would make me so horny, I would just do it anyways. And then I would confess it or he would ask me. And when we were together, then I would be punished for that. So, yes. Um, Is corporal punishment the only punishment? No, not at all. What are some um, other ways that one gets punished? I mean, you could be caged. You could be punished by um, not being able to make yourself calm, not being able to touch yourself because your body is owned. But if you like a cage, I don't see that as punishment. <laughs> I would just be bad all day just to get put in a cage. Well, if you're there for several hours, it could be a little, right? You know, you could be uncomfortable. Um, yeah. Um, being tied up and left, um, you know, being in uncomfortable situations. Yeah. I think I I have I left a rock unturned in your in your in your opinion. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I feel like I've <laughs> asked lots of questions. Um, you've certainly satisfied my personal curiosity. I'm more of a, um, give me real descriptives, real details. Like when someone says, yeah, I was punished. I'm like, okay, so what'd you do? Like, I want to know what you did as opposed to, yeah, when you were bad. I'm like, okay, so what was so bad? Um, so like, I like these concrete mm -hmm. stories. So the few gems you allowed to come out, I am, thank you for, um, can you be more descriptive about or give examples of some great <laughs> things that can be said and the tone in which it is said that can um, arouse? <sighs> well, I will give you an example or a scenario that happened that I found very hot. So this particular man I was dating, my dom, told me I couldn't touch myself and I did. So when he came, to the house and we were having our session he had me get my journal and I had to write down two pages worth of I will not touch myself or I can't remember the the you know sentence he asked me to write but I had to write that sentence out until he told me to stop and when I stopped he counted every single sentence and he said okay you're he pulled me over, he constrained me, and he spanked me as many times as my sentences. Ooh. And he was a very hard spanker. And I was begging for him to stop. And he did not stop until he finished all of his spankings. So that was very hot for me. Yeah, it was very hot, despite <laughs> your begging to stop. You know, I've seen scenarios in films where they, there's a safe word or a I did have a safe word you with do him. Have, okay. I did. So you didn't call that? You used that um, I really like my boundaries being pushed. And he was actually the first Dom that I had to have a safe word with because he was pretty sadistic. And he would not stop until I used my safe word. So, yeah, I would on occasion use it with him. How do you filter out who's who? Is this instinctual? Is there an attraction? Oh, better question. Uh -huh. 
And this is going to sound so ridiculous. Do you have to be attracted to the person before you discover whether or not they can do the dom-sub relationship? Well, I could say that there definitely has to be a chemistry. And for me, the chemistry is the language. So, um, you know, generally in a situation, I've not really met anybody out in public and started dating them. Um, the few situations I've had, I've met them online and then it's the language for me. If I'm meeting somebody online and they're using dominant language right away and they at least know how to spell and have, you know, <laughs> you can spell uh, I'm a sucker for, you know, somebody who has a little bit of a brain <laughs> and is creative in the space. And yeah, um, I think I did fall in love with somebody before meeting him because the master that I had, you know, it was three months before we ever were face to face. And, um, yeah, I was doing all his bidding. Did you know he was married during those three months? I did. Oh, you did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not a problem. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> have we got lots to learn. Well, Hakua, I love your name, by the way. Thank you. How do you say goodbye to your doll? Bye, sir. Bye, sir. I, I ask because... My guests usually say goodbye to my listeners the way they say goodbye. So I don't know how you feel about a, a, a mass goodbye, sir. But um, I don't want to exclude the madams. <laughs> so what are we going to, how can we compromise? You know, it's, I don't know. There is a compromise in this. That's not what it's about. It's not about it's not about compromise. It's oh. about respect. All right. All right. So we're going to say Arrivederci. Arrivederci. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, maybe not. Why don't you hop on over to our Instagram page right now, my listeners, my lovers, my puppies, my kittens, my schmoopies, and follow and see what our guests look like and all the fockeries we get into over on Insta. Also, we now have a Facebook page and everything is What the Fockery. So What the Fockery Twitter, What the Fockery Instagram, What the Fockery Facebook. You can't go wrong. You can even What the Fockery at gmail.com. Okay, now officially. Bye.